It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, 866-90-RED-EYE. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Thank you so much for being here. If you'd like to get in, 866-90-RED-EYE. <laughs> Very simple. Yes. You know, Call us. I was just looking at the, the Emerson poll that uh, was uh, just released yesterday, and that may be the reason that Bernie Sanders keeps moving up in the... Uh, uh, 538 forecast. 538 forecast yeah. from Nate Silver there. Yeah, yeah. the update uh, a few hours ago, or a little over, uh, it was a couple hours ago. Uh, Bernie is moving up now 41%, and brokered convention is now 37 And And this was just the, the, the 2020 National Democratic primary. Now, this is registered voters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had thought because of the other polling that it might have been, well, ex- excuse me, it's primary voters for the for the Democrat okay. primary caucus. Okay. For the analysis of where Trump is right now, it was simply registered voters. And and I'm surprised at the numbers because they're some of the best registered voters numbers, not likely voters, but registered voters numbers I've ever seen for Trump. Yeah. Right. We'll get to that in just a moment. But in the in the Democratic primary Emerson poll, Sanders with twenty nine percent, Biden twenty two, Bloomberg fourteen, Warren twelve, Buttigieg eight Klobuchar six, so uh, uh, you know you've got in other states, for example, you've seen Virginia Bloomberg looking really good, New Jersey Bloomberg looking good, uh, really good, and in other states, looking looking quite good. Uh, but what got to me was the the poll on you know the head to head matchup where Trump only loses <laughs> to Sanders. Which, again, I, I looked at you at the beginning of the show. I said, you buy that? And you went, no. But everybody else he beats. He beats Bloomberg. He beats Biden. Mm. He beats Biden the most. He beats Biden 52 to 48. Mm. Everyone else, Bloomberg, Klobuchar, Buttigieg, uh, he beats 51 to 49%. Sanders, he loses 51 to 49%. Where I went, I don't think so. Yeah, but. No. But it what's really interesting is the fact that his plus four numbers, he has 48% approval rating, a plus four number, the best he's ever done on a the registered voter poll on Emerson. Now, I could be wrong. I don't ever remember the president in a registered voter poll. I don't think I've ever seen the president in a regular poll. Up in a in a likely voter poll, up by four percentage points. Have you? No, no, no. no. I mean, I've seen the president. No. I've seen the president above fifty, but I've ne- I've never seen the president up fifty two to forty eight. For example, in a Rasmussen poll, I'll go back and look. Maybe he was. Hmm. Maybe there was a day he was. I just don't remember it. Right. it, it and but that's a, uh, from what I know, a likely voter poll. I've never seen him up in a registered voter poll by that much. Outside of maybe Rasmussen, where I think he's been up by two or three. Yeah. Uh, it'll be an interesting play uh, with the Democrats, because now it seems to be coming down to Bernie and Bloomberg. Right now, yeah. I mean, if you if you look at the... That's, that's really where we are. And you've got... <laughs> 
You've got Bloomberg apologizing. He's going to have to do some more of that. Um, you've got Bernie, very unapologetic, and and his attack on billionaires. He used, he used to attack millionaires and billionaires, but now that he's a millionaire, he doesn't attack millionaires anymore. But you look at the, I mean, that is the divide in the party. Think, and, and uh, somebody asked me on Twitter, you think Bloomberg will have to uh, release his uh, tax returns or do you think he will release his tax returns? Uh, they're going to look at, you know, everything because the far left doesn't want a billionaire. The far left certainly doesn't want a billionaire who is all self-financed. And they certainly don't want a billionaire who is buying the campaign who also believes that the poor should pay more taxes. And his reasoning is it's a regressive tax. It hurts them. It hurts their ability to buy things. And therefore, it hurts their ability to buy bad things for themselves, which will harm their health. And he knows better as to how they should live their life. Probably not what. Democrats are normally thinking is the person that they wish to represent them. What will be interesting as well, whether the Democrats will hit him in this debate and hit him hard on it. Bernie seems to know uh, some of what to hit him on, but I'm sorry. The biggest thing you hit him on is he is a, you know, a billionaire who wishes to tax the poor Mm -hmm. because being a billionaire should be enough for most liberal Democrats. Right. But being a billionaire who wants to tax the poor because it will hurt them, that's mm-hmm. the intent to yes. hurt them, is something that they should be jumping on. That should be the only thing coming out of their mouths if I was a political consultant to any of the Democrats. By the way, everybody understand here that this time of the year when we start doing this, we're not necessarily we're not giving our opinions as to what we want. We're talking about advice that we were give would give if they were paying us to be their political consultants. Yeah, and it's uh that split is is well the question is does the does the rise of Bloomberg continue? We saw that with Warren. That's gone with her. That's gone. Yep. Uh Biden was fairly steady last year until impeachment. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, think about it. The the whole Hunter Biden thing I don't think that that's the the you know the driver in his and in, in his fall. I think the driver in his fall is the fact that the guy just he just doesn't know where he is. I mean, he just seems lost all the time on campaign stops. He seems he seems angry. Yep. Anybody asks a question and he he he's getting all defensive. Well, think about this. Nobody's really talking about Buttigieg, and he in the recount won the popular vote in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. No, doesn't matter. Uh, you know, no. Klo- Klobuchar yeah. was somebody to be reckoned with just a couple of days ago. Right. Yeah, exactly. Gone. 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 Yeah, um, because now it's it, it's getting into, because sometimes that momentum is with you from Iowa. Sometimes it's not. Ted Cruz won Iowa in 2016, not Trump. It doesn't matter until you really, I mean, until you get to Super Tuesday. And, of course, the South is going to matter. Biden gets a little momentum there, possibly, if he actually performs. Because if the polls aren't accurate there, you know, what I'm wondering is, is the polls get dated very quickly now. I mean, we talked about some California polls and other polls that you go back to January. 
And, and of course, th- those are ancient and dusty. But I mean, one from just last week. Yeah. In today's, yep. uh, well, with the Democrats' primary, uh, ages very quickly. And I don't know if the pollsters are keeping up with the, the fall of Biden. I think Warren is all but out. She has money, but it's not going to, there's, there's no momentum there. And so I'm guessing her supporters are going to go to Bernie. What's left of her supporters? I think actually many of them already have. I think that's, that's her fall. I think her, I think I, I don't have it in front of me, but I'm guessing she's losing numbers to Bernie. Um, and then you get to Bloomberg, and he's gaining from Biden. Yeah, and and yeah. and and that's and, it. And Buttigieg. Mm-hmm. He's 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 really and just Klo- holding holding and, and Klo- steady, but and Klo- but they're not doing anything. And you know? Klobuchar, right? Just yeah. a little, just a, little, a couple of points here or there. Let's Probably, head, yeah. Let's head to you. We go to Steve in uh, Jersey City, New Jersey. Steve, welcome. You're on Red Eye Radio. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Eric. Uh, the Democrats are now known as the party of insanity. Uh, I want to see if I've got this straight. It's split it down to three groups. You've got the old school Pelosi humor. You've got the far left Sanders. And then you've got the far, far left AOC. Mm-hmm. My question is, does AOC understand what she's saying? Or did she misunderstand Bernie? Because she is a little confused. Um, he's saying the fruits of the labor of the, of the American worker will go to the world. That's insanity. Mm. Well, that's what, that's what you, she believes. By, by saying open borders, that's what you believe, and that's why we differentiated it, and, and, and as Kevin Williams did, that Bernie was selling in 2016 socialism right. where the wealth of the country goes to the American worker. They're right. advocating with open borders that the wealth of the country go to the world. That's crazy. Now, I have one more question. <laughs> what everyone wants to know but is afraid to ask, what did AOC do with the money? What money is that? That The money your parents gave her for college. For college? college. <laughs> okay. I thought that's where you were going. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Steve. Uh, I thought that's where he was going. Um, well, well, you can have a degree in economics, <clears throat> but um, what you actually know about economics there, there's the question. Mm. No, but I, I think just by the 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 emotion there, mm. when you when you break, and that's why I love this column. When I read it yesterday, I went, "Wow!" And it's something that you know I'm sure has passed through all of our heads. But when somebody puts it down on paper and you say, "That's a great analysis," mm-hmm. that AOC is about socialism from an international form, right? Where the American, where the American wealth goes to the world with open borders. Right. And the majority of the far left on the Democrat Party, which we believe is running it, that's what they believe. Mm-hmm. Sanders was actually promoting in 2016 that the wealth of America go to the American worker, and now he is moving more. He hasn't got fully to the point of an AOC, but she's his lead representative. Right. And it's what she believes, and it's where he's going because now he's extremely wishy-washy. Yeah. Back then... As as was pointed out by Kevin Williamson of National Review back then in 2016, it was take the wealth and give it to the American worker. And anybody who's talking about open borders mm. and not talking about border security, that's the kind of thing the Koch brothers would talk about. Exactly. Think about that. That was a Koch brothers conspiracy. Yeah. 
from the left. Right. That was, and now the Koch brothers are, what the Koch brothers were being accused of is now what the far left embraces in the Democrat Party. Yes, and don't you dare counter it. Yes, exactly. That's it. Well, and, and there's, the, there's a question for Bernie. Bernie's the nominee. He's on the debate stage with Trump. Trump wins that all day, every day. Because that question comes up. What do you believe? First of all, he's got to take a position. Uh, because you, you're endorsed by AOC. You can't disappoint. There's a reason you work for that endorsement. There's a reason that you partner with an AOC. You can't spoil that. That's, that's, that's a great deal of his momentum that is renewed from 2016. And I would look at, do you believe in open borders? Do you believe that we should control our own border security? And right. if he says, well, what I believe we should do is get to a hemispheric meeting with the, no, mm-hmm. you either believe in, then, then you believe that we need to regulate it somehow or yes. do you believe in open borders right. like your chief sponsor aoc does you go directly to it and that's and if i'm trump and he's across from me i pound that over oh yeah and over and over again right, on him right right and i'm sure brad parscale is going to do it in tv ads well and you 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 the, you've heard the president multiple times and he said it recently you know we need people to come here legally we need immigrants to come here legally because we need workers to fill those jobs well there is no half measure on the far far left none it's open borders and that's it 866-90-RED-EYE since oil is like the blood of your engine the benefits of oil analysis go beyond preventative maintenance if you're considering buying a new car vehicle motorcycle or even diesel machinery an oil analysis can help identify any issues lurking under that washed and waxed hood You might want to reconsider your purchase if a lab report shows high levels of metal in the oil. For fleet managers, oil analysis can help minimize downtime, as well as safely extend drain intervals, meaning less money spent on oil, filters, and labor. Like a blood test, oil analysis shouldn't be a one-and-done item on your maintenance checklist. Although a single sample is useful in providing a snapshot evaluation, especially where a component problem is suspected. Used oil analysis is best used when results can be compared to many samples taken over a period of time. Cenex recommends that diesel engines be analyzed monthly or every 250 hours and gasoline engines every 3,000 miles. For more information, visit Cenex.com. This maintenance tip is brought to you by TA Truck Service. More bays, more expertise, more solutions. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690-RED-EYE. Thank you so much for being here this morning. Getting quite a bit of comment uh, uh, in case you, if you went to sleep last night and you were uh, uh, thinking that William Barr was going to quit, the State or the State Department, Department of Justice spokesperson came out and said, no, uh, he is not thinking of, uh, of resigning. The Washington Post story uh, came out. I think the Associated Press also had a source saying, that uh, he was contemplating resigning. He said, no, I am I am not. You and I, the first thing that we thought of was, okay, this story's starting to die. How to revive it? How do you revive it? Well, 
make the claim that the attorney general is contemplating, uh, uh, you know, leaving. Maybe he said it to somebody a week ago. Uh, yeah, but um, a, it it could be, or it could be somebody. Again, there's a number of things, a couple of theories that I saw on on social media. One was that right now in the Department of Justice, they're trying to you know uh, do the die test basically. So say something like this. If you believe somebody is leaking something to the media, say something like that in front of them and see if it goes to the media. Say say it in front of, you know, probably a high-ranking official if you're going to get FaceTime with William Barr. Um, but the the idea is that if it comes out, then you know who the leaker is. I'm guessing that goes on on a daily basis in this administration in ev- on, on every level right now, especially in the Department of Justice. Because... If it's not, they should be doing it. If there are leaks going on, and you're going to get leaks. But right now, it has been very, very crazy. And we go back to, you know, the whole thing with the, the, the FISA warrant situation. There, it's, it's very clear that this president has real enemies, and many of them work inside his administration. We addressed this uh, yesterday be, uh, because it was uh, a, uh, a question that, or a statement that a lot of people have that are Trump supporters saying, He's got to stop tweeting. He's got to, you know, he he can't afford to lose Barr. Right. Barr is on the side of the law, and the law is on the side of the president, and mm-hmm. this guy is no nonsense. And then we've got the people saying, no, Barr is part of the uh, establishment, part of the swamp, and yeah, uh, yeah. Giuliani yeah. needs to be attorney general. <laughs> no. 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 Giuliani does not need to be attorney general of the United States, and I doubt that he would get uh, uh, the votes of enough Republicans yeah, no, that's a good point uh, to to get that because you don't take the president's personal lawyer and, and make him attorney general. That's just not happening. I don't think Trump would ever uh, n- nominate him, even if that uh, if, if was the case that uh, Barr was going to quit. But people have said uh, he's got to quit tweeting. He's not going to. No, no, it's not going to. He's not, no. not going to. He's not going to stop doing it. Mm-hmm. And if he loses Barr, he loses Barr. It's his, you know, it's his choice. Everybody has a choice to do what they wish to do. Mm-hmm. But to tell this president not to tweet and not to be who he is, after three years, if that's what you're wishing for, that's not going to happen. Right. Uh, and I think the nomination process for replacement for Barr would be very interesting. Um, yes. uh, we would, you know, in an election year, uh, of course, it's going to get down to, once again, uh, the liberals going crazy. Of course, they don't control the Senate. Uh, eventually, you would get to confirmation, but it would be a tedious process, and you don't want that before November 3rd, for sure. But I think A.G. Barr, you and I talked about this off the air, but I think A.G. Barr wants to do the job, especially the job of the investigation about whether or not those FISA warrants were properly predicated. We we know he talked about that, actually, during his confirmation hearing. So I think he wants to stay through at least that.
Don't miss a moment. The podcast is always online and on your phone. RedEyeRadioShow.com and the Red Eye Radio app. And he is Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Uh, well, the newest audio to come out against a Bloomberg, and this is what happens when you decide to get in late. You get vetted big time very quickly. And that's what's going on here. And uh, uh, different audio is coming up. This uh, from uh, Bloomberg, where uh, he was uh, part of a forum hosted by the Bermuda Business Development Agency. In March of just, this is 11 months ago, Mm. this was held in Manhattan. Okay. Um. By the way, business development, uh, Bermuda, I'm going to be saying um, tourism. Okay, next. Probably. (laughs) Yes. Heavy industry, probably not. No. Tourism, 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 tourism. But this is where Bloomberg derided Democratic candidates for talking about transgender protection. Hmm. But it wasn't only what he, that he was talking about that. It's how he said it. And uh, we don't start with Bloomberg. We start with part of the question that's asked to him. How does that support globalization and you know, help diversify economies? Maybe you could give, touch on that a little bit. Well, we, we've around the world are against the establishment. Mm-hmm. Uh, that means Brexit. That means Trump. That means Macron getting elected. That means no government in Italy and Spain mm-hmm. and places mm-hmm. like that. Um, Throw the bums out. They haven't delivered. They didn't listen to us. If you go to the middle of the country, people would say, um, if your conversation during a presidential election is about some guy wearing a dress and whether he, she, or it can go to and, and go to the locker room with their daughter, that's not a winning formula for most people. They can- There you go. Well, right there. How many apologies is, is he going to have to do? He's going to have to do quite a bit because well, all all you have to do is to you. And I'm thinking to myself, you can make a minute commercial. Yeah, right. you can make a minute commercial and and break it all down. And these are Democrats. This is Sanders that could do it. After Super Tuesday, if it's close, you know, who knows right. if somebody will try it. Are they going to ta- target one particular candidate at this particular point? No, but I can see Sanders doing this afterwards. Think about it. Think about if a Republican, oh, Bloomberg was, uh, think if a Republican said that mm. and referred to the transgender movement as some guy in a dress and a he, she, or an it, mm-hmm. if it was was a Republican oh, yeah. who talked that way. Right. Well, it's, <laughs> again... Here's the problem with the apology tour, the pre-apology tour. Stop and frisk. Okay, you get away with one or two things that were made, that were policies during his administration, during his time as mayor, right? You get, you get away with one, maybe two. When you start having to apologize for everything, oh, gee, there's a pattern. The far left doesn't accept that. But it's interesting how he's getting votes from, he's getting support from the Biden fall off. 
So this is the older establishment voter who doesn't have a problem with him saying that? Well, the problem will be is, of course, you've got Bernie and he's got the far left with AOC on board with the endorsement. <laughs> Good luck because Biden could, couldn't get it done. He's not performing well on the road, and that's I'm convinced that's why his that's the biggest part of his drop. Bloomberg is going to face the wrath from the far left. I mean, this split is in in how many different directions right now for for how many different reasons between because it's coming down to this Bloomberg and Bernie, and right now it's Bernie. So Bloomberg becomes what the spoiler. Because you have the old establishment left that, okay, Biden's not going to be the guy. We'll go with Bloomberg. Because we're not going to go with Trump. But, and but, so so but, we want we yeah. want somebody who we believe can, could stand up on a stage and debate Trump. But you saw that Biden had a fall in line on the transgender movement. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, yeah. And, and we said, look, he's not, he's lying. Right. He's not telling the truth. When Biden was asked, how many genders are there? And he said, three. Yeah. And we said, well, you're in trouble right there for saying three. You can't give a specific number on it. But the fact is, nobody buys the fact that you believe that there are three genders. Right. Nobody does. No. And but but he just answered that and, you know, and and really didn't want to continue on that narrative at all. Mm -hmm. But here you've got Bloomberg in the last year, mm -hmm. in the last 11 months, referring to transgenders as he, she, or it, and a guy in a dress. Right. You want something that will motivate transgender activists against you? Right there. Yeah, and that falls in Bernie's favor, of course. Yeah, of, of, of course. So it will be interesting to see. That's the latest that, is, uh, that has come out as of uh, yesterday, and mm -hmm. we'll see You know how much more comes out on that. By the way, the, we've getting some response, and this wasn't us. You must be listening to somebody else that... We continually say that Bernie Sanders is a billionaire. No, we, we never said millionaire. Yeah, we have never said Bernie Sanders is a billionaire. No. We said Bloomberg is a billionaire. Right. In fact, you just said it about 20 minutes ago that, um, you know, Bloomberg, excuse me, that, that Sanders is not a billionaire. He's a millionaire, which is why he isn't going after millionaires anymore. Right. You just specify that because he is a millionaire we have right. never said that bernie sanders is a billionaire if we did if there was a time when because i will confuse sanders and <laughs> and uh and uh biden once biden once in a while i don't think i've ever confused uh bloomberg, bloomberg and bernie. With, with sanders yeah. so but if, but if we ever did mm -hmm. but we're being told we continually do that and that is false yeah no. if, if we did it once it was a mistake but we know that bernie sanders is not a billionaire, but a millionaire. Right. So and when he becomes a billionaire, <laughs> he'll start start going after the multi-billionaires. <laughs> oh, he's never going to sell that many books, by the way. He will never sell that many books. He's not going to be a billionaire. No? No. No, that's not going to happen. He got to a million with the books. But, no, that's not going to happen. Even if he becomes premier of uh, of the United States? 
What about if Bezos? Ahead to the... Who does Bezos endorse? <sighs> Who's the Post endorsing? Owned by Bezos. <laughs> I mean, because if it's Bernie. Well, unless they take the Dallas Morning News way, we're not going to endorse anybody. Right. Well, no endorsement this time. Now we're setting this one out. I mean, that right there, that's that's what's... There are so many indications of how split this party is right now. The media knows we can't do endorsements. No. Culinary Union in Nevada. Can't do endorsement. No, no endorsement. I was reading the other day that, you know, that even business leaders out there are saying no endorsements. Right. And we're not, we're just not, <laughs> it's too controversial to give an endorsement right now. Well, it is. <laughs> I mean, well, if uh, I was a CEO of a business, I just, I would just never get involved in such discussions to begin with unless I was deciding to run for political office. Right. Remember back in 2008, West Virginia Coal Miners Association. Uh, they endorsed Barack Obama, who had already said under my plan of cap and trade, electricity rates would necessarily skyrocket. And all of these, you know, say, uh, forget what I say about, uh, you know, coal, whether it's good or bad. He would, but these these he these would companies bank, would have to retrofit. He would bank up. He said, "I bankrupt yes. the coal companies." Exactly. And they endorsed him. Yes. In two thousand eight, after he after said, he said that. It. And then they all went nuts by the time we got to 2012. Right. What's going on here? What's going on? Well, you endorsed the guy that said he was going to destroy your industry. Well, you look at the culinary union, and I'm sure they're still, even though it's still a massive industry out there, and, and, and gambling is still a massive industry, they've taken some hits over the years. I mean, those companies that, that own those resorts out there aren't doing as well as they used to because other states now have casinos. And... You look at a union like that, they need those companies, those casinos, to make tons of profit. Well, they probably, the Democrats came out against the food that they were serving. Yeah, right. They said you can't Makes serve people, that. Yeah, especially buffet. And Bernie probably came out and said there's too many choices. Right. Especially. There's, yeah. too, there's too much on the menu. You need to reduce what's on the menu. Well, if you've ever walked through the buffet, exactly. forget about it. <laughs> there's too much. The buffet is too expensive. Too many choices. <laughs> yeah, too many choices. We need to cut back on the buffet. And, and do we need all these casinos? Right, exactly. <laughs> Just have one casino. Just have one. one. And one, with one machine. One, one casino, one machine. That's it. <laughs> you stand in line. <laughs> if we don't need 33, in, uh, 33 <laughs> different types of deodorants, Right. We don't need 33 places for you to gamble. Exactly. <laughs> but it is, but that is, you know, the left right now just doesn't have, they don't, they don't get the endorsement. I mean, they don't get, uh, they, the media can't step in. It, it, Chris Matthews is going to pull his hair out over Bernie. Uh, that's our audio cut of the day, by the way. We'll, we'll how, how odd. I mean, seriously. Well, when you have Bernie Sanders' campaign manager come out and say they're getting more fair treatment from Fox News. Yeah, right. Exactly. I, I, when I heard that yesterday, mm -hmm. when I first heard that, I said, is 
is is is that the onion? Is that the Babylon Bee? Right. What is that? I, I it's like no, it's true. Yeah. He said that. Yeah, Fox News is fairer to the Bernie campaign than MSNBC. We are in total bizarro land. We are doomed. <laughs> I'm telling you. It is interesting all day long, but it just makes you scratch your head. What are you going to... Because, again, you you get down to the establishment Democrat, which right now they're leaning on Mike and not Joe, the no malarkey tour. <laughs> How's that going, Joe? Um and Bloomberg should be all malarkey with all the quotes he's exactly he's got to he's got to defend now. So if Biden doesn't you know have any kind of comeback, he'll perform in a couple of states. But if he doesn't have any momentum and if he doesn't regain momentum, which I don't see how he does that, especially going out west, then you've got Bloomberg on the rise. So Bloomberg's on the rise. Bernie is leading, and Bernie is surging in his lead. Mm-hmm. But the spo- that means the spoiler becomes Bloomberg. Will Bloomberg keep him from getting 50? 866-90-RED-EYE. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye. I don't think that when people look at Donald Trump, they automatically say, hmm, can we get someone richer? I just don't think that's what they say. I think they say we want to have someone that we know uh, can lead this country, and I think that's me. Uh, Amy Klobuchar about Bloomberg, and, yeah, you know, he's right. going to be part of the debate, as we know, by the end of the uh, the week here, and it will be... It'll be fascinating because you and I have talked about this and analyzed Bloomberg and said, look, the reason he's popular is he hasn't been vetted yet. Right. He has not yet been. Look, look, like we've said, anytime a Democrat is cross-examined, let's go back to impeachment. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to the Mueller report. Let's go back to Russia collusion. Anytime there's cross-examination, their case falls apart. Yes. Well, you know, and, and she makes the case he's more billionaire Yes. Like I've been saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, than, than than Trump, uh, it's it, which again gets applause. Well, we don't need to someone with more wealth, okay? But they're, they're, which, which which means then then somebody who uh, let's just say is very poor would be the best, <laughs> extremely poor. <laughs> well, but they're missing one thing from the Democrat standard. Mm-hmm. As we've said over and over again, it's not enough that he's a billionaire. Yeah, he's a bigger billionaire than Donald exactly. Trump. Right, and he wishes to tax the poor in order to hurt them. He mm-hmm. has said it himself. He wants a regressive tax on the poor, so the poor do not have as much freedom to buy the things that they wish to buy. That's what you do on the on the stage in Las Vegas on Friday night. That's the answer. You lead with that. You, you lead with that. You it lead whether, with it that. doesn't matter who you are. And, and there will be a lot going after, some going after Bernie. But they're all going to be, you, you'll see it, taking shots at Bloomberg.
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Pilot Flying J Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, 866-90-RED-EYE. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Welcome. In the news this morning, the latest Bloomberg blunder bombshell. Throw the bums out. They haven't delivered. They didn't listen to us. If you go to the middle of the country, people would say, um, if your conversation during a presidential election is about some guy wearing a dress and whether he, she, or it can go to and, and go to the locker room with their daughter, that's not a winning formula for most people. They Oops. Well, yeah. Um, liberal transgender activists are not going to be happy with that one. It. It. Wow. And a transgender, mm-hmm. some guy in a dress. Some guy in a dress. Ah. Not a winning combination. Mm, nope. Nope. Because what he's talking about is identity politics. So... I don't know if the idea is to relate to, I don't know, the Biden vote or the 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 um, the more centered Democrat. If there there, there actually well, isn't one, he wasn't trying to relate to anybody at that point. It was no. back in twenty nineteen in March, it, exactly. But if you're if you're having that conversation, because it's not, it's what it's less than a year old. Yeah, eleven months. Yep. You're, but if you're having that conversation, who are you trying to connect with? You know, he what he's talking about there is strategy. He's talking about mm-hmm. identity politics. So, which is interesting because huh, you look at, I guess you look at his time as mayor in New York. Um, you could say New York, uh, New York, uh, California, identity politics rules. It rains. Yet. He's looking at, well, how Trump wins, how someone uh, wins an election. He's putting up this strategy of trying to be centered and connecting to, essentially, the Biden vote. You're not going to apologize for that, are you? I mean, it? The word it? Mm-hmm. Expect that to be brought up in liberal circles. Mm-hmm. In other news, Bernie Sanders' campaign manager has accused... MSNBC uh, <laughs> of not being fair and saying Fox News is more fair. Mm-hmm. That's saying something, he told Vanity Fair. Fox is often yelling about Bernie Sanders socialism, but they're still giving our campaign the opportunity to make our case in a fair manner, unlike MSNBC which has credibility with the left and is constantly undermining the Bernie Sanders campaign. 
Maybe this is what he is referring to, which was, uh, I believe, last night on MSNBC Mm. and Chris Matthews. And I hope that the candidates uh, who have been telegraphing their punches against Sanders, Senator Sanders, are actually going to deliver them. I mean, I hope they actually do what they promised to do. Are they going to go after him about the bad behavior of of Bernie's supporters or not? Is this how they do things in Denmark? Nobody just says the obvious. Bernie, you're full of it. None of this is going to get passed. They're just pandering to the Bernie people. And you know what? Pandering gets you nothing. It certainly doesn't get your respect. They've got to get out there and say, I disagree with socialism. I believe in the markets. I think he's wrong. I think he'll never get it done. And this country will never go that direction. By the way, we'll lose 49 states. And I was there in 1972 at the Democratic Convention. Where the people yeah. on the left were yeah. dancing in glee. I saw them. They were literally, John Kenneth Galbraith, dancing in a circle. They were so happy that they defeated right. the moderates by Tip O'Neill and Dick Daly. And they went on to lose 49 states in their glee. <laughs> where, what, world, what Democrat liberal world is he living in where he is advising Democrat candidates for president of the United States to say, I believe in the markets. Yeah, what Democrats well, to disavow that. socialism? <laughs> he wasn't doing that during the Obama years. His legs were getting tingly. No, he was. He, he was not. I mean, it's just. It's just absolutely. I, I can understand why. It, look, the Bernie Sanders campaign has got to be caught off guard. They're like, wait a minute, all these people were supporting us. They loved, you know, AOC. The reason I brought AOC aboard is because they loved AOC. Right. They talked about her Green New Deal. They all loved the Green New Deal. They said, well, maybe we can't go that far. But it, she is so intelligent to be thinking all of this. I bring her aboard, and all of a sudden, I'm killing people in Central Park yeah, exactly. and executing them, right, right. according to Chris Matthews. Well, I, that I, kind of socialism could get you there. It, it has to be confounding, but but you know they're probably looking at numbers, and I really do believe that there is some level of protest vote when you see the older establishment left, the far left, uh, and and they're in the media and their treatment of Bernie. I think. You're getting some people who are protesting and saying, you know what, I'm going to vote for him because he's not one of them. Of course, they're all the same group. But to see that split play out, this is what's interesting. The the liberal media knows Bernie can't win. You can't sell those ideas. They already know that. What do you do if he's the nominee? Because, you know, they make a big deal out of their convention. I mean, a big deal. They drop balloons and everything. <laughs> it's, it is a big deal. It's this because in 2008, and I think to some extent in 2016, it was, there was this euphoria. You know, this, this, um, this star treatment, Hollywood type treatment of the convention and the coverage of it. What do you do if you're Chris Matthews because he's going to be covering the convention? Mm-hmm. What do you do? I mean, how do you cover that? What does the party I, I, do? I don't think they care. Again, I, it goes back to what we originally said. They're political activists. They don't care whether they say one thing one day and one the, the next thing the next day. I, I really don't think that they, they care. Look, Matthews has been all over the place. We've already called them out on their hypocrisy whether it's uh, whether it's him or Chuck Todd, mm-hmm. you know, going after uh, 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 Bernie Sanders and said, look, they were all for socialism, as you just said, during the Obama during the Obama years. Oh, yeah. They never they thought it was wonderful and great. 
They believe in socialism. They just don't think this guy can sell it. Yes, exactly. They so, believe in it. They so just don't like the salesperson. There is no euphoria. There's no endorsement. You don't get the endorsement from the media like you, you did with Obama, like you did with Hillary. You get you get basically, you're going to get coverage. I mean, yeah, Chris Matthews, I could see him saying, oh, I was wrong about Bernie. Look at look at how great of a candidate he is, and he's really going to beat Trump. I could I could see uh, someone I, like Chris Matthews doing that, but what if it doesn't happen? Because the problem is is that you've really got to market it. You've got to you. It it has to be more than Bernie wanting to punish big business, wanting to punish billionaires. The envy and the jealousy only goes so far. But if you're the DNC, you really have no choice. If he's the nominee, you've got to get in and build the ads around what he is trying to sell. Yeah. I can't wait to see that if it happens. Yeah, I mean, uh, Chris could still have a, you know, hypocritical tingle. Yeah. That could still happen. Yeah. I, mean, you could still, I was he, wrong he, about Bernie. He can, he, right, he can, you, you he, can, can a, he can turn on a dime. A, but, but the a question tingle is, based on hypocrisy. Yeah. I think is a possibility. Right. Uh, in. <laughs> <laughs> These people are nuts. Uh, in uh, other news, the Justice Department pushed back Tuesday night. This is from Fox. At multiple reports claiming Attorney General William Barr told people close to him he's considering stepping down over President Trump's tweets. Hmm. Days after Barr admitted that Trump's tweeting made it impossible for me to do my job. That's a quote. Impossible for me to do a job is uh, addressing Beltway rumors. The Attorney General has no plans to resign. That's a quote from the Department of Justice spokesperson. Kerry Cupkick uh, tweeted yesterday. Hmm. So there you go. Uh, the story from the Washington Post said Barr has its limits. One person with Barr, one person familiar with Barr's thinking. <laughs> I told you, I'm, they're first, reading minds. When I woke up, when I woke up, yes, they're yeah. reading minds again. I woke up and said this story because of the whole, you know, Chris Murphy. Mm-hmm. And and others, you know, and other Democrats going and secretly mm-hmm. holding talks with the Iranians. Think about that. Mm-hmm. By the way, that's impeachable according to a Democrat standard. Yeah, the oh, Democrats yeah. said that's impeachable. Yeah. They should all be kicked out of office. But I that started growing, getting t- traction yesterday. And I thought to myself because I didn't hear about this till I woke up, and I went, "You got to be kidding me!" So I woke up before I came into the take a nap before I do the show. I woke up and saw that, and I went, "That's a plant." That's just, that's just a plan to keep this story going for another mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. or so. You and I said this last week because Barr was very specific. We said, what will this story be next Friday? When we got to Tuesday, and I think they said, oh, okay, we can't let this story die. Let's make up a story here that uh, that uh, that somebody familiar with Barr's thinking has stated that uh, he's considering resigning. Right Now, he might have said two weeks ago, or his thought was, his thought process was, if the president doesn't stop doing this, I may have to resign before he said that. That's mm-hmm. a possibility. Mm. But they're putting it in the present tense. Right. Yeah. That's that's the difference here. So, right. uh, But uh, uh, the Department of Justice making clear that that will not happen. And one of my favorite stories of the day, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton on Tuesday reportedly shut down rumors that she might consider serving as Michael Bloomberg's running mate, if he were to win the Democratic presidential nomination, quote, oh, no, I'm just waiting and watching as this plays out. I will support whoever the nominee is. She told 
the moderator while in Puerto Rico for a Clinton Global Initiative event. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Yeah. (laughs) Well, because, I mean, you have to look at it. Uh, If if Hillary, of course, you can't put any rules or or logic to anything right now. You can't apply any logic to any of it. But I said it the other night, if if Hillary thought that she would have that kind of impact on the election, then she would have run. I don't know what kind of um, insight or research they have done, but clearly she didn't think she could win. And the counting of the votes of the Iowa caucuses may not be over. <laughs> that <and> over <laughs> was it over when the first recount was done <laughs> no and it's not over now it may, it may, it may never be over <laughs> oh, man, if iowa secedes <laughs> if iowa secedes what happens they're they're totally landlocked they're surrounded Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's going to be that will be interesting to uh, to see that play out over and over again because you know no no one's going to be happy. No one is going to be happy. And also coming up, uh, George Zimmerman sues Buttigieg mm. and Warren for two hundred and sixty five million dollars. This is over the Trayvon Martin case, right? Why? We'll tell you coming up next. Eight six six ninety run I. And now ain't nobody here but us chickens. Ain't nobody here at all. And looks like there are a lot more chickens in the country than we thought. That industry seems to continue to expand. Hatchery data suggests that uh, they haven't slowed down their expansion mode yet. Not at all. Agriculture Department Acting Outlook Board Chairman Mark Jekinowski says the amount of expansion continues to surpass previous projections. USDA this week adding another 380 million pounds to its forecast for this year's broiler production, taking it up to 45.8 billion pounds, just under 2 billion pounds more than last year. Of course... At some point, all of that increased production has to start being reflected in lower prices. Yeah, things come home to uh, roost, so to speak. Exactly. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, thank you. And indeed, Mark and his group have cropped almost a penny off the 2020 average broiler price projection, now at 87 cents a pound, down more than one and a half cents from last year. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture, Washington. The USDA report is brought to you by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Highway Diesel Fuel. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Yes. Yes. I mean, what else do you call it? What else do you call it when you dip into your endless reserves of millions and billions and don't go through the process of campaigning in states like Nevada or Iowa or New Hampshire, humbling yourself, going into the diners and the backyards, looking eye to eye to vote? Look, my campaign wouldn't exist if all that mattered was how much money and fame you start with and how you get yourself on the air. Uh, and that's Mayor Pete, Pete Buttigieg, mm. talking about who else? Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. Amy Klobuchar saying, I don't think most people are looking 
at it and saying, I'm not going to vote for Donald Trump. I wish to vote for somebody who was a bigger billionaire. Yeah. Right. So they're they're going after him at this uh, particular point. By the way, I want to make a correction earlier because I, I, when I was talking about the Iowa caucuses, I just realized I read this wrong. Uh, we brought out the new results. I called it popular vote and said he's leading in the popular vote. Pete Buttigieg, he's still leading in the state delegate equivalent vote. Okay. Uh, five hundred and five five sixty three point two zero seven to Sanders five sixty three one two seven. So that was delegate votes. I had said popular vote. I apologize for that. All right. So, uh, that is a margin of point zero zero four percentage points. Oh, wow. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, just wanted to make sure I I, uh, I corrected that. And you know what it is? I looked at the number and just saw it was so big. I thought it was. I thought it said five. I thought it was a comma and not a point. I thought it was five hundred and sixty-three thousand. Right. So yeah. That oh, was there you go. That's yeah, what, there you go. So when I read it the first time, so I my apologize my apologies for that. Nobody caught it. I did. Oh, good. Nobody else caught All it. Right. I, I I caught my own mistake. All right. I self-corrected myself. Yeah. I self uh, censor on the air mm-hmm. and I self-correct. And Iowa won't mean a thing after Friday night, or after Saturday, rather, rather, or or well, March third, uh, for Pete Buttigieg. He's not going to he's not going to gain momentum. You know, um, you think about where the where the momentum is right now. It's in two places: <laughs> Bloomberg and Bernie, the anti-billionaire versus the billionaire. You know, mm-hmm. um, Mayor Pete. You know, he doesn't own that as well as Bernie does, the anti-billionaire thing. I mean, they all do. They're on the left. But, I mean, nobody owns it like Bernie. Only the millionaire can go after exactly. the billionaire. that's right. Only the millionaire socialist can go after the billionaire. Exactly. Capitalist socialist. Right. <laughs> yes. I remember a few talk shows I, 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 I used to know called themselves liberal libertarian. And I said, how? Mm-hmm. Explain that one to me. Right, right. They never could. No. No, you know, no, it's that that seems to be the or back in the day was a, a little bit of a cop out. Well, I'm not a Democrat. I'm I'm really a, I'm independent. I'm I'm really a libertarian. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not. You can call yourself what you want, but you're not. Um, but the. The whole idea of, uh, you know, I mean, uh, where's the surge for Mayor Pete? There's not going to be. one. Warren is all but right. done. Klobuchar, same all, thing. All but done. Yeah, all but done. Uh, so all the momentum right now, as it stands, is going with Bloomberg and Bernie. Bernie, and if Biden can make a resurgence in the South. We'll see. Yeah. Here's your forecast. Well, that snow that went through the Northeast is winding down. We had several inches fall from portions of Western PA into the northern parts of the state of New York and on into Maine. And that system again winding down this morning. We'll begin to see some clearing skies as the day progresses and into tomorrow for that region. In the center of the country, Nebraska, right at around the I-80 and Lincoln area, got an area of low pressure. That system is kicking off some snow flurries in the state of Nebraska into eastern Colorado this morning and portions of Kansas. That system looks to be short-lived. The big weather maker continues to be the south, where flooding continues and And the potential for severe weather exists today, mainly in the form of lightning, hail, and high winds. For areas of eastern Texas, extending into Louisiana, look for afternoon thunderstorms to fire up through central Alabama. Your national forecast from Red Eye Radio, I'm meteorologist John Trout. 
They Don't Speak Boomer, Gary McNamara and Eric Harley on Red Eye Radio. And he is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Okay, I just want to read a couple of paragraphs here from uh, this from the Federalist.com, the, the story uh, that was uh, that uh, the Federalist broke. Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut and other Democratic senators had a secret meeting with the Iranian Foreign Minister Zarif during the Munich Security Conference last week, according to a source briefed by the French delegation to the conference. Murphy's office did not respond to repeated requests for comments by press time, even though he later on acknowledged that he did have the meeting. Mm-hmm. Such a meeting would mean Murphy had done the type of secret coordination with foreign leaders to potentially undermine the United States government that he accused Trump officials of doing as they prepared for the Trump administration. In February of 2017, Murphy demanded investigations of National Security Advisor Mike Flynn because he had a phone call with his counterpart to be in Russia. Right. Any effort, quote, any effort to undermine our nation's foreign policy, even during a transition period, may be illegal and must be taken seriously. That's a quote from Senator Murphy. He said in 2017, after anonymous leaks of Flynn's phone call with the Russian ambassador were published, he also strongly criticized the open letter some Republicans sent to Iranian leaders during the Obama administration's campaign for a nuclear agreement. However, Murphy has previously defended rogue meetings if they're done by Democrats, such as former Secretary of State John Kerry. Unless it was, quote, unless it was authorized by the President or the Secretary of State, conducting independent foreign policy sends mixed signals to our adversaries, said Christian Witten, former State Department senior advisor in the Trump and George W. Bush administrations. It seems very unpalatable. If we want to talk to the, to the Iranians, they know how to reach us, and they don't need to go through an intermediary. A State Department official who spoke on background said that the State Department was not aware of any side meetings with Iranian officials that Murphy was engaged in. The Munich Security Conference is an annual forum of international security policy, welcomes hundreds of world leaders each uh, uh, February. Um, as you know, that um, uh, Trump was trolling them yesterday saying, mm-hmm. looks like a violation of the Logan Act to me. Yeah, right. Because uh, uh, as so you know that uh, other Democratic senators at the conference included uh, Senator Robert uh, Menendez of New Jersey, Chris Van Holland of Maryland, Senator, former Senator John Kerry of Massachusetts also attended the uh, uh, conference. Um, so there you go. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know what else to say except uh, you're talking about Iran that recently killed an American contractor in Iraq. Uh, we know what has gone on. Uh, you know, with Solomary, we know what went on uh, in in the Gulf. Mm-hmm. We know how they were attacking tankers. Iran mm-hmm. was doing it. And here you have, during this time period, say what you want. If you want to talk about, forget about law or the Logan Act, which nobody's going to enforce, by the no, way, anyway. No, not going to happen. So throw that out the window right now. 
what the senators were saying, the Republican senators, when they sent a letter to Iran is, don't mess with us. The American people viewed, remember the polling that was done, the American people viewed the Iran deal by President Obama, the majority of Americans when polled the week after said, this is something that will make America weaker. This will hurt America's security. Mm. Right. Um, uh, it, it is, but, you know, it is, of course, that double standard. The double standard of, uh, well, uh, go back to that uh, phone call December 29th of 2016, Mike Flynn and his uh, soon-to-be counterpart in in Russia. Uh and they were screaming, the liberals were screaming, well, you're, you're looking to undermine the administration, the current administration, the outgoing administration. What is this? How do you describe this? Mm-hmm. This is the exact same thing. In fact, my, my question would be, what was discussed? What are the notes? Well, again, you're, you're talking about a secret meeting. Yes. Where you yourself has criticized, have criticized U.S. policy. Right. Murphy has. Right. And did at the conference. Yes. And you're having a secret meeting with the world's largest exporter of terrorism. And we know what you're doing. You're taking the side of the Iranians. Of course. Over this administration. Of course. We know exactly what you're doing here. But you're doing it with... A country that has targeted American military personnel. By the way, by the Democrat standard, Murphy should be impeached. Yep. You look at two. The um, you ask the question. Well, why not? Why not talk about openly that that meeting? Why a secret meeting? The only reason is to undermine the administration. Mm-hmm. And you look at, um, well, you look at Yovanovitch in Ukraine and what was going on there uh, and and how the the president, the administration, felt that she, as, a, as the U.S. ambassador to Ukraine, was undermining policy. You know, when you talk about people at that level, if they're, Yovanovitch, a different role, ambassador. You serve at the pleasure of the president. You are the the mouthpiece for the president in and that and the administration in that country that you're the ambassador to. You look at these senators. Um, if they had been calling for, uh, I don't know, greater diplomacy with Iran to de-escalate the situation there, that's one thing. Here's my question too. Another one. Why, why do this with Iran? What do you think you're actually going to get? What do any of them think they're actually going to get when it comes to Iran? Pompeo responded, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. He uh, he said about Zarif, this guy is designated by the United States of America. He's the foreign minister for a country that shot down a commercial airliner, and is yet to turn over the black boxes. This is the foreign minister of a country that killed an American on December 27th. And it's the foreign minister of a country 
who is the largest world sponsor of terrorism and the world's largest sponsor of anti-Semitism. If they met, I don't know what they said. I hope that they were reinforcing America's foreign policy and not their own. Well, end the, of quote. Yeah, but, <laughs> but but why would you keep it secret? Because if you if you do that, uh, what? Why why have a secret meeting? Why not promote that? Listen, we um, at that meeting we wanted to make sure that Iran had a full understanding of the American uh, government and its policies. Why why couldn't you say that? Likely because that's not what they were talking about. That's not their position. Either way, the question has to be answered. What was discussed? Mm-hmm. What was discussed in that meeting? Meanwhile, George Zimmerman, remember his name, mm-hmm. wants a day in court against two uh, Democratic presidential contenders accusing them of defamation. Mm-hmm. In a lawsuit filed Tuesday in Florida, the man who killed Trayvon Martin in self-defense in 2012, accused Pete Buttigieg and Senator Elizabeth Warren of maliciously defaming Mr. Zimmerman. By the way, I'm reading this directly from the Washington Times. Using the killing as a pretext to demagogue and falsely brand Zimmerman as a white supremacist and racist to their millions of Twitter followers. Mr. Zimmerman was uh, acquitted on all charges on traditional self-defense grounds because Martin attacked him, beat his head on the ground, and supposedly for profiling the black teen while in a neighborhood watch shift. The obvious intent of Buttigieg and Warren's tweets is alleged race-baiting in an attempt to draw African-American votes during this Democratic presidential primary season, said Zimmerman attorney Larry Clayman in an announcement of the lawsuit. The suit was filed in the circuit court for the 10th Judicial Circuit, In Polk County, Florida, it accuses Ms. Warren and Mr. Buttigieg of actual malice, a prerequisite to win a libel case if one is a public figure. Uh, Zimmerman Mm. a public figure? Zimmerman? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Because a defamation is not against Warren and, and Buttigieg who are public figures. This is a defamation... Of of Zimmerman. Of Zimmerman Zimmerman's yeah. not a public figure, right? He didn't seek it. He didn't seek out to be to be in the public. Uh, both defendants, mm. uh, Buttigieg and Warren, are alleged in the complaint to have acted with actual malice. Mm. As as it is widely known that Zimmerman was acquitted of murder based on self defense. The tweets in question both said Martin was killed because of racism or white supremacy. Trayvon Martin would have been 25 today. How many 25th birthdays have been stolen from us by white supremacy, gun violence, prejudice, and fear? Buttigieg tweeted. Mm. Ms. Warren said, my heart goes out uh, to uh, Trayvon Martin's family and friends. He should be with us today. We need to end gun violence and racism. We need to build a world where all of our children, uh, uh, especially young black boys, can grow up safe and free. The lawsuit, which represents only uh, one point of view, seeks $265 million for loss of goodwill and reputation. Yeah, a uh, couple of things there. He was acquitted. Uh, but beyond that, you can see the, of course, you're trying to 
restoke the fire. There was plenty of fire around that case already that had it had died down. You saw the it was all over social media the the, uh, the uh, Trayvon's birthday thing and and all of that. And if you're the attorney, you're looking at this basically saying my client is damaged and could become a target again. Well, where I see it, where you, I, I don't see, based on the, the tweet from Warren, where he has the lawsuit. I do from Buttigieg. He was killed because of racism. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah, right. Whoa. Because you're saying the actual act, the behavior that he was killed mm-hmm. because of racism, there is no evidence of that right. at all. Right. Zero. Right. And so what you're saying, because if you killed him because of racism, you committed murder. Well, you've been acquitted of murder. Right. Hmm. So I, I look at that and say, because it's using that term killed because of racism. Well, who killed him? We all know who killed him, but it was in self-defense, not because of racism. You've just accused him of being a murderer. Right. Somebody who was in the public figure. You can't accuse of murder. So right. that that would be, to me, the strongest part of it. We'll see whether they would view Zimmerman as a public figure, and I can't imagine that they would. Mm. He was involved in a criminal act. He didn't become well-known because he sought the spotlight. Right. So it will be yeah. interesting to see how that all comes out. Yeah. 866-90-RED-EYE. Freightliner Team Run Smart Pro Henry Albert has achieved some very impressive fuel mileage numbers. Henry shares the specs on his truck and his trailer, starting with what's under the hood. I'm in a 2018 Cascadia Aero X. It's powered by the integrated drivetrain Detroit Series 60 DD15, 400 horsepower, 1,750 foot-pounds of torque at 975 RPM, and that's fed into the Detroit DT12 direct drive transmission with a final axle ratio of 2.16 with active loop management riding on Michelin X1 tires pulling a fully aerodynamic trailer. The trailer is equipped with a nose cone. It's also equipped with full-length skirts from Fleet Engineers that go completely over the landing gear, completely over the trailer tandem, all the way to the rear bumper. The rain gutter has been plated over, and it's running a Stemco trailer tail. My main run, which is from Charlotte to Laredo, and I'm usually 60 to 65,000 pounds, I was averaging over 10 miles of the gallon. It was up to 10.1. To learn more about Henry's fuel mileage achievements go to teamrunsmart.com this report is a service of shell rotella get in touch with red eye radio toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE It's Red Eye Radio. I'm Gary McNamara along with uh, Eric Harley. So I can't wait because every day it seems like we're getting a uh, Bloomberg blunder bombshell. Yeah, um, this is part of the vetting process. It'll in- it, it will be interesting to see where it goes, how far it goes, and how it affects them in the polls. And you know it's going to be brought up. I mean, a number of these things, especially with uh, Mayor Pete uh, Klobuchar, uh, individuals who really need to gain momentum, they need to go at Bloomberg. And they'll do that Friday night.
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One.